Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Hello and welcome back to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. So super stoked to be recording this episode. I am recording this on my own computer and I'm going to be editing it myself. Um, If you've noticed, there's been definitely some inconsistency with episodes and more so even than usual because my partner is back on the road, which I'm so freaking grateful for. And he... Um, is the person that is responsible for mixing the podcast. And, you know, he's home. He travels like over half the week and he's home a few days a week and I'm also working. So we don't have a ton of time at this and right now to spend together. And I honestly just don't want to spend a ton of our time with him editing and mixing podcast. So my goal is is to record a lot when he's home this time, maybe to record like three or four episodes and then maybe give them to him to work on. But in the meantime, I'm going to go back to the way I used to do and just recording it on my own computer and editing myself. I am using his equipment, so it should be a little bit better, but I will probably say that at the beginning of all the episodes if he mixed it or not. Um, And that's just because of the industry that he's in and what he does. I he doesn't want his name on something that he didn't do. So he has been credited to mixing this podcast and has been accredited for the sound quality of the majority of the episodes. And so I will just say at the beginning of episodes, at least for the foreseeable future, if this was one that he did mix or if this was one that I edited and mixed on my own. So and honestly, you'll probably be able to tell. So nothing else, you're going to have a little lesson in audio and the value of having um, a professional mix your podcast. So you'll get to hear the differences. But hopefully I will clean them up as much as I can and still still make them enjoyable to listen to. Well, let's get back to the stars, shall we? So today is July 12th. Well, actually, I'm recording this on July 9th. So I'm swinging in a little July mini cast. I'm not calling it a forecast because it's definitely not as deep and thorough as my usual monthly forecast. But I did want to sneak one in here and just kind of give you guys a little overview for the rest of the month. And one thing I am really excited about is starting on July 18th, I have daily energy updates that will be coming to you. And I have them all written for the next 30 days, starting, I think, on July 18th. And but what you're going to do is you're going to get them on Sunday 
and you're going to get the whole week and you're going to be able to plan. So you'll get like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And some days it'll say like get up and meditate because, you know, there's a Neptune transit and you can activate this energy. So I think it'll be along with the monthly forecast. I think it's going to be a really great way for you guys to use the energy to its maximum potential and plan accordingly because the reality is, is, you know, there might be a rough transit every other day and that's okay if you just know how to work and balance and maintain that energy. So this is also not going to be as long of a podcast as a normal uh, forecast because it's already pretty much halfway through the month. So we're going to start, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about this new moon that's happening today, July 9th. And I know this is going to come out on July 12th, but the energy that's coming out with this new moon today is still, you guys are still going to be feeling it on Monday. So I want, I want to chat about it a little bit. This new moon is happening at 17 degrees of cancer. You know, this is a pretty chill new moon. This is a time really to like nurture yourself and set simple and even small intentions around this lunation. The moon is also trining Jupiter and is also widely trining Neptune. So there's a lot of hope and optimism around this time. So I know that um, this new moon has already passed, but you can still even today and, you know, we're outside of time, so you can still take that time to set the intention, just a simple intention of how am I going to nurture myself going forward? How for me to connect with my higher self, for me to create how, what do I need to feel nurtured and to feel balanced? On the 11th, Mercury is going to be going into Cancer and this completes Mercury's shadow period. Mercury went retrograde in the sign of Gemini and the shadow period, you know, a lot of people that freak out about Mercury retrograde. And then once it's over, they're like, they think it's just like a, I don't know, like, a faucet gets shut off and no more no more retrograde. But in reality, <laughs> you guys like that? That was my mommy dearest tribute. You know, the no more wire hangers. Is it Joan Crawford? I think that's who it is. If you guys haven't seen that, it's a fucked up movie. Um, mommy dearest is a real, she's a real bitch. <laughs> Just gonna say it. And she gets really angry about wire hangers. And I can't really remember the context of it, but I just know she's like a bitch to her daughter and screams it. It's it's probably like a really traumatic movie, but it was made in the 50s when child abuse was normal. So whatever. I don't know. I mean, it was weird. I mean, that's true. Like children did not have the rights that children have now. Um, like children were more seen like property and less like human beings. So as you guys know, I fully support that idea. Not I think each child is its individual ball of light that should be nurtured and held like a divine blossom that's about to bloom in the universe. And though I'm kidding, I really do feel like that to an extent. Maybe a little a little less Julie Andrews tripping acid, but, you know, mostly that's there. Um, speaking of <laughs> Mercury moving into Cancer, how I got there, I don't know, but coming back. So, oh, yeah, the fear of Mercury retrograde. Um, but then when Mercury retrograde ends, we're like, yo, why is my life still feeling cray cray? Well, that's because of the shadow period, because energy does not have, it's not, this energy is not something you just turn off and on. It continues. And, you know, if you don't believe that, like, think about like, 
if a if a room gets wet like you like just because you turn the water off doesn't mean like oh okay it just can immediately there everything's dry like that's not how it works so anyway mercury moving into cancer you might notice you're like a bit bluesier you might also notice that your mental focus isn't quite quite as clear um mercury is a techie sign so you know it rules gemini it rules virgo which are dry signs so like earth and air so you know the i think one of the best ways to think about astrology is to think about the elements and just kind of think about the qualities of the elements so like okay if Mercury rules Virgo and Gemini, that means that it likes. So let's think about what Mercury and Gem and I mean, sorry, what Gemini and Virgo are. Well, Virgo is mutable Earth and Gemini is mutable air. So let's think about the qualities of just Earth and air. Well, first of all, they're dry. Like aside, unless they're wet, they're dry. So unless there's water involved, it's a dry sign. So. Virgo and Gemini are both dry signs. So, you know, Virgo rules technology and, I mean, sorry, Gemini rules technology. It rules like the internet. It rules, so does Aquarius. You can make an argument for it, but it's it's your technology. And let's just say you don't want your technology getting wet. Like I'm never like stoked to, you know, pour something, drop something on my computer. That's even if it's like a little tiny little droplet, I'm like, oh, because we all know that technology and water do not mix. So it's just that you're, so because Mercury rules technology, it rules our mental clarity, it rules how we think and how we process information, just be prepared to maybe have that mental clarity toned a little bit, but also depending on your Mercury. If you have your Mercury in Cancer or Scorpio or Pisces, you might not notice this. Like you might just be like, finally, everyone else is thinking and talking like me, because you'll notice that like people will talk in more like metaphors when Mercury's in a water sign. There's a lot more art released. We talk more about our feelings, but we can also, you know, get a little depressed. So just be aware that that's happening around the 11th. Um, and, you know, a really great way to get clarity, because what I like to do is work with the energy and, well, I'm going to change the word work. I don't want to say the way I like to honor the energy or dance with the energy, because my guides have been really clear to me lately that work is a, is a word, it's a word from the matrix and the matrix is, I'm going to do a whole episode on the matrix, but the matrix is basically just a made up code of rules and organizations and the way that we're perceiving reality. And we we live in this matrix and it's controlled by, it's controlled, it's it's not controlled, but I don't think about it like there's this conspiracy that somebody is like programming the matrix. I think we're all programming the matrix and I think we're all being influenced by the matrix. And it's just, I mean, it's just a virtual reality is all it is. And I don't think of it as like necessarily good nor bad, but Anyway, um, the way, but that's a word that I think the matrix programmed into us work, which is like slavery and us being controlled by something. So the idea of working, of having to go into a job and earn money. And I'm, 
I'm <laughs> I had a friend in town and they friends in town and they kept saying they weren't available to that. I'm like, I'm not available to that. That's not how and work is one way that you can exchange your physical energy or your creative energy with the world in exchange for currency. But I would rather exchange my energy with the world like love and creativity and service rather than thinking about it like work. So I don't want to think about working with the energy because that makes me feel like I'm enslaved to the energy somehow. I would rather think of it as honoring the energy or dancing with the energy or creating with the energy, flowing with the energy, basically adapting to the energy rather than, I mean, I think you can say working against the energy. Um, Anyway, so that's just a little tangent. But the way to yeah, flow with this Mercury moving into Cancer and the way to kind of get your mind working. Shit, there I go again, working. It's so programmed into us to say working all the time. Just notice this week how often you say it and for what. Like, even saying like, I need to work on this relationship. Fuck. Like, no, I don't want to work on relationships. I want to expand relationships. I want to heal relationships. I want to move through relationships and understand them. But I don't want to work on one because that means I'm enslaved to that relationship. So or work on my body Ugh. I, or work on ourselves. Like I say that all the time. Oh, we need to do the work. We need to work on ourselves. But ugh, I don't that's this this idea of fixing and I know this is such a tangent but I think it's important because I literally just said I'm not going to use that word anymore and then two seconds later I used it and I think it's just maybe we should all start taking note of how often we're using the word work and for what and just just note like I think that's the first step of consciousness is awareness and you know maybe and I, I shouldn't beat myself up about saying it because I'm aware that I'm saying it so rather than being like, okay, I'm not going to say it. She's like, I'm going to become more aware when I'm using the word work and what context. So if you guys would like to join with me on that, I think it could be kind of fun and see what we find. Um, anyway, so a way to dance with this energy is using meditation and music to clear your mind. So Mercury will be in Cancer through the rest of July. So just plan to start every morning with a dance, a dance. Uh, you know, a dance break and maybe some singing, maybe painting, doing something creative and something by water, even if you can get to an ocean. Ooh, kudos. That's even better. Cancer loves the ocean. So um, that's a way to roll this energy. And then the next day, the moon, Venus and Mars meet up at Leo around 18 degrees. So Leo, notice where you have Leo in your chart. So if you're, you know, a Leo rising, then you have it in your first house. If you're, um, let's say, a Cancer rising, then Leo is in your second house and so on. Um, but what's happening is the moon, the Venus and Mars are meeting up in the sign of Leo. And when these planets, so Mars is asking you what you want, or Mars is asking you what you don't want. Venus is asking you what you want. And the moon is asking you how you feel about it. So what this these energies coming together are going to get you to really figure out how you feel about your give and take in whatever area of your chart that you have Leo in. So Mars is about take. It's like what you're taking. And then Venus is about what you're giving. And then the moon is how you feel about it. Um, But again, it can also be what you don't want, what you want and how you feel about it. 
Um, but I, I think I think that's what this transit's going to be asking us is, um, is yeah, look at our relationship with giving and taking. Look at our relationship with where we're sacrificing in relationships or even with ourselves. So like for me, Leo's in my first house. So with myself, it's like, okay, where am I taking from myself? Where am I giving to myself and how am I feeling about it? So that's like if Leo is in your first house, if you're a Leo rising, if Leo is in your second house and you're a Cancer rising, maybe you're looking at how, because second house is your finances, maybe you're looking at how you're giving away money, how you're getting money, or how money is being given to you, how you're receiving money, um, and how you feel about that and how your emotions are showing up about that. And like, do you feel taken care of in that area of your life? I think that's what the moon's showing up to ask is like, do you, how are you nurturing yourself in this area? Um, because, and the moon helps kind of balance that out because Venus is still going to want to give and Mars is still going to want to take. And Mars is also really is going to be about what it wants to like it's going to have kind of an egoic thing about it while venus is going to be more about harmony and then the moon comes in and is like hey you know what you need both you need both you need to have an ego you need to know what you don't want you need to know you know where to show up and say you know no means no and also where are you giving too much in relationships with venus because mars is also coming in to defend venus and being like hey and i've noticed this with myself of like hey did you notice that you gave so much of your energy to this person and they're i mean maybe they're a great person but did you want to give that much of your energy to that person because now you don't have any left for yourself and i've noticed that you know this week that's been a lesson of like I, you know, Caleb's been out of town all week. I haven't been working at my other job and I haven't been showing up amazing for myself. I've had like good and bad days. It's just not been consistent. And so, you know, when no one else is around and I have no one else to blame from quote unquote taking from me, like, do I still show up for myself? Am I showing up for myself? The answer is no. And so I think that that's, that's some clarity that I'm getting in around this new moon today, just setting that intention of, of taking more time to nurture myself and being okay with putting up those boundaries of my time and my energy and my capacity. So we're going to jump a little bit. So this is, that was the 12th and we're going to jump all the way to the 21st when Venus moves into Virgo. And really let's go ahead and jump to the next day where the sun moves into Leo on the 22nd. So this is going to be a pretty big shift of energy. The beginning of the month, I think of July was pretty, I don't want to say tumultuous, but it was pretty frustrating. Um, There was a Saturn, Mars, Saturn, and Uranus were getting down in a T-square, and that was causing a lot of tension. That happened at the beginning of the month, really around the 4th of July, and that would, you know, causing a lot of, like, I need to be somewhere, like, I'm, the Saturn is always putting pressure on you, um, feel like you're running out of time. It can make you feel restrained. It can also make you look at like your responsibilities and what you're not doing right. Mars, again, is that ego. What do I want moving forward? Passion. And then Uranus, it's like upset surprises. So when those four were like forming a T-square, so basically both Mars and Saturn were forming a 90 degree angle with Uranus. So then they were at 180 degrees in opposition from each other. Um, when that was happening, there was there was a lot and still is, I think we're feeling that energy of just that tension and of structure, structure changing and what we want and, how, you know, 
where we show up in our lives. And then then it, the energy shifts. The energy really starts shifting around the middle of the month with more planets just kind of touching down in Cancer. Like Mercury goes through Cancer a little bit, that new moon in Cancer. And then, you know, we have that moon, Venus, Mars meetup in Leo to kind of maybe set some boundaries and look at what we want and how we're expressing that in whatever whatever area of our lives that, um, because that probably got shaken up by that T-square at the beginning of the month. So like where you need a boundary, where you need to be maybe doing something different, maybe where you need to be being more responsible, but you still don't have the clarity around it yet. So it's okay if like around the 12th, you're like, I know something needs to change in maybe how I'm showing up in this area of my life, but I don't know quite what that looks like yet. Don't worry about it. That's coming later. As Venus moves into Virgo and the sun moves into Leo, it on the 21st, 22nd, this really is a new day. The sun is in its new, is in its home sign of Leo and Venus is in the practical earth sign of Virgo. You're going to feel really capable, I think, around this day. And you might actually find yourself overcommitting. So whereas at the beginning of the month, you might kind of just feel like you're like fucked and just like a hot mess express. Towards the end of the month, you might be feeling like, oh, I feel really capable. I feel like I'm understanding things. I feel like I can kind of figure out things. And then Virgo makes us want to help people around us. But sometimes in kind of like a helping when we weren't asked way. A lot of times that's how Virgo energy is. It's like, let me offer my opinion, my feedback, or even my practical help. But maybe that's not what the person asked for. Um, or if they did, you went too far and over. And maybe they did ask for it. Maybe they asked for you to give and overcommit, you know, of yourself and the Virgo. It's like, yes, because I want to help and I want to serve. So just be aware that you might find yourself overcommitting and overserving. Um you may not, you may get a lot done, but there's no personal planets and air signs. So it's possible that you're going to act without thinking or communicating. And I just, I wrote in my notes, remember, you don't have to fix everyone's problems and you might not always know best. That Leo energy, I'm a Leo rising. I get it. I feel like I know the right answers a lot of the times. And you know, the truth is a lot of times I do. I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. I have a you know, a lot of, but sometimes I think my Leo, like, I feel like I have a right to give you the information. And the truth is I don't. And unless somebody asks for it, um, it's not my job nor my responsibility or really even my place to offer unsolicited feedback. Like I've done that a lot. And sometimes it's well received. And a lot of times it's well received because I'm a Leo rising. And like, I think people can feel my like encouragement and like, I see what you're capable of, but you're not maybe this area you're tripping up in. But the reality is, is that that's not always what that person needs. And so I, so as this is a collective energy of the sun being in Leo, and we're all kind of feeling a little bit like that, and then Venus goes into Virgo, where we kind of want to fix things relationally, I really encourage you to maybe look at your finances, use that Virgo, Venus and Virgo energy to maybe take a peek at your finances and look at how you're relating with other people um, versus and maybe clean that up rather than fixing 
people that you're in relationship with. That's a higher octave of that energy. On the 23rd, we have a full moon in Aquarius. This full moon conjuncts Saturn by about nine degrees. So there is some restriction to this full moon. Um, Today, it might be a little bit emotionally intense because the moon starts out by forming an exact conjunction with Pluto. So though Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn, it's so close to Aquarius that the moon is going to touch there before it goes on to become a full moon opposing Leo. And that can leave us feeling very obsessive, depressed, isolated, and can also lead to emotional outburst. I fully plan to intend, attend a full moon ceremony. Um, this is actually, I think, on the day of my brother's rehearsal dinner. Um, and my whole family is going to be in town. So I'm probably going to feel a restriction to my emotional energy that day. Um, so I may not be able to do a full moon ritual that day, but maybe do one, like a mini one, and then also plan to do one, the, well, the next day is his wedding, but maybe purchase one and um, do one myself as well. I'm also going to put one up. There will be a full moon ceremony on my Instagram. So make sure to follow me at Victoria G. Stevens. Stevens is spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And if you don't, you know, you're driving, but you want to go check that out, and follow me. Um, Those notes, that will be in the show notes below. So you can look at my gram. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so yeah, come over and hang out with me. I'm going to do a live that day. So I'll probably do it a few days before. So even though the full moon in Aquarius is on the 23rd, 24th, depending on where you are. um, Yeah, just come, come hang out on my Insta and I'll get you set up for the full moon. And then also the new moon that will be coming up in Leo. Um, Then on the 27th, Mercury moves into Leo. So remember what I said earlier about like, you may start about mid-month, start figuring out like what you need to do, or maybe like what you need, but not knowing quite what you need to do. And maybe like your mind needs some time catching up. Well, Mercury is now joining the the party in Leo and it's and now it's going to be pretty clear you know because now Venus is in Virgo um I think Mars may be in Virgo at this point if not it's it should be getting there let me actually check really quick okay so not quite but Mars is getting to Leo at that point so I mean I'm sorry Mars is getting to Virgo so in the next few days I believe Mars goes into Virgo um So yeah, so Mercury is joining the party in Leo, and because it rules Virgo, um, Venus and Mars are going to kind of have a Leo flair to them as they go through the sign of Virgo. So there's going to be a lot, but there's going to be a lot of clarity because that's the sun, and the sun is illuminating Mercury around this time, and Mercury has the superior position, which means that our mental space isn't going to be blasted out by the sun. That's what happens with a Kazemi. Um, and if you don't know what a Kazemi is, look, if there are a word I said you don't know, look at the vocab list in the show notes. It's always there. It's always expanding. And I add on to it every week if I say a new word that I think that you might not know. So Kazemi is down there below, but it's just when a planet um, is exactly on top of the sun. It is said to be Kazemied and it is like outshined by the sun and almost like 
you know, when you like stare at the sun and you can't, it's like you need the light from the sun to see, but if you have too much light, then you like can't see, right? That's a Kazemi. That's the energy of a Kazemi, if you will. Um, so I think that towards the end of the month, we're going to have a lot of clarity around what we need to do moving forward. And especially in that house where Leo is, but also the houses where your fixed signs are. So Scorpio, Aquarius, and the 10th house, which, or sorry, the 10th house. I have, I have fixed signs in my um, first, fourth, seventh, and 10th house. So I just was like going through them in my head and I was like, oh yeah, Scorpio, Aquarius, and then Taurus. So, you know, where these are, so look at those places in your chart. If you're not sure where those are, I really encourage you to book a reading with me. Um, I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to you know, book more readings. I totally am, but I'm saying it because astrology really is one of those things that when you start applying it to your life with an astrologer, that's when it's really showing what it can do. And I've started working with a few clients where they're meeting with me monthly and they're doing an Akashic Record reading every month and they're doing an astrology reading every month. And I have to say that it their growth is and just their breakthrough is happening at such an accelerated rate compared to um like clients that I see like once every six months and that's and I know that's not for everybody but I'm just saying like I can see such an increase in just how quickly they're able to move through their lessons, like, because they're getting clarity. And this isn't all they're doing. They're also doing, you know, their own deconditioning, their own reprogramming, their own ritual work. So I'm not saying it's just this, but that's what I love about astrology and the Akashic Records is you pair it alongside of what you're already doing. And if you're going to somebody that, I mean, is good, which I consider, I put myself, I would not I would not give readings if I didn't think I was good and could help people. Um, If you're going to somebody that, you know, is on point, then you should feel and you're connected to your intuition. You should feel affirmed like they should be telling you things that you already knew were true. So that's it's it's not meant to be, you know, being led by this guru like in some in a lot of my readings, like I'll I'll say something and you know, I'll give a description of something I see in somebody's chart. And they're like, no, I, I don't see that showing up. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, what about this way? Because every every explanation of something in a chart can have very several explanations that are kind of in the same energy, but are playing out different ways. And almost 100% of the time, the next time I say like, okay, well, what about, so maybe it's not about children, but what about you know, play and romance, because we're looking at the fifth house. And we're like, oh my gosh, yes, I've just started dating somebody or, you know, whatever. So anyway, it's fun. It's great. It's, it's a, it's a really amazing way to, I think, sharpen your intuition and start trusting yourself more. Because when you, you know, are seeing it confirmed in your chart, it's like, okay, great. Like, I'm not crazy. And you know, my friends have the benefit of just getting to call me and be like, hey, what's, you know, what's going on with my chart? But I'm, I want you guys to feel, I'm trying to come up with something where everyone has that access. Um, obviously, I can't just let people text me and call me and ask me about their chart for free. But I do, I am coming up with something, whether it's through like 
a Patreon where people have a little bit more access of like, hey, I'm going crazy. Can you look at my chart and tell me what's going on? And that, you know, people at that Patreon level have that access. And I may not be able to do that forever. Um, but for right now, I think I could. So that's, you know, coming. But also, yeah, just getting a monthly reading, I think can be so beneficial or quarterly or whatever. But putting astrology in your rich like your your rituals for your year I think can be so helpful at just kind of honing in um and getting clarity on where you're going and what you're doing and just what's going on sometimes it just like I know I went to an astrologer last year and <laughs> she said okay well next year may not be like super great either but then the next year is going to be a lot better and she went into a lot of things and I knew what she was talking about, but, and why, but it's helped me because, you know, I had a lot of hope that this year was still going to be awesome and it has been, but it's also been really challenging and it's had challenges that I never saw myself having to deal with, um, both, you know, personally, relationally, spiritually, physically, mentally, it's, it's been a whirlwind. And I think just knowing that like, okay, this is something that I'm, you know, moving through. This is energy I'm clearing and healing. And next year's energy isn't going to be as intense. But I'm also not just holding my breath and being like, okay, let's just let it be over. Because the reality is I don't want, I want to move through this. Because trying to hold on and resist the energy is hell. Like that's the most that the resistance is what causes us so much pain. And it's not it's trying to figure it out. It's trying to control. And I'm in a Pluto, a pretty hefty Pluto transit right now that's, you know, gone over the course of a couple years. And I mean, that's what I'm learning to do is let go of control. And it is, it's been, it's been real fun. But I, I know what's going on and I understand it. And so when I have those compulsive, controlling, fearful, oh my God, my whole world is going to fall out from under me. I can go, okay, I know I feel like that. Let's go talk to that little girl. Also, why the hell is all this coming up right now? Oh, because Pluto is squaring my moon. And that is bringing up a lot of fear and pain. And, you know, my feeling like my very safety is it is in question. So, yeah, astrology is helpful <laughs> in conclusion. So I hope you guys have a great week. And please, please, please go check out my Instagram. I have been working my little ass off on so much fun content and so much educational content to help you all learn about astrology. Also, I'm going to go live every single Monday and talk about the energy of the week and also talk about the podcast that week. So I'm going to do that every Monday at noon. So if you want to come and have coffee with me and chill or your tea or whatever, and just come hang, it's going to be like 10 minutes and that's going to be noon um, central time. So if you're on the East Coast and I was trying to do it, so it's like a pretty decent time for everybody. Maybe not everybody can get away, but like, you know, even on Pacific Coast, it's 10. So it's not super early. So yeah, if you can hop on and join me for that live, great. I might, it'll be different every week. Some weeks I'll kind of do a little bit of an energy reading. Some weeks I might open the Akashic Records. Some weeks I might give you a ritual for that week. Um, 
some weeks I might just check in and kind of see how you guys are doing and it might be a little bit more laid back but I'm gonna start doing that Mondays just so I can start our week off together um starting uh Sunday following after this podcast comes out um you will start getting the energy updates for the entire week posted on my Instagram and so you can flip through those and plan out your week accordingly um let's go there's anything else that's like fun that's gonna start coming out weekly Um, I'm going to start releasing a reel every Thursday, so those will be fun. And new moon and full moon ceremonies. Just they'll either be live or video recordings, but um, a whole lot of content. Oh, and then every Friday, this is going to be fun. I'm I'm doing a series right now where I'm releasing um, a different zodiac sign and then going through what it's like sun moon rising so i'm going to start out the first one will be this coming friday i'm going to do cancer sun moon rising and then i'm just going to go in order i'm going to do leo sun moon rising but my graphics are so freaking cute if i should do say so myself um i had a lot of fun designing them this weekend so if you can't tell i'm really proud of all the content i created but i'm really i'm wanting to create content that helps you learn astrology in a fun you know, open, creative way. And I'm also currently working on an astrology course with somebody and I will release more information on that. This still very much in like the brainstorming phase, but I'm super excited about that. I actually have a lot of projects going on where I'm collaborating with different people. And so, yes, and hopefully soon I'm going to get an email list going. So you can go ahead and sign up to be on that email list. You can go to my website, victoriagreerstevens.com. I'm, my goal is to start sending out newsletters either once a week or once a month. That is not happening right now, but that's the goal. And then the other goal is to start doing blogs and also to start doing YouTube videos. So And eventually, maybe I'll even get on TikTok. But right now, that's where we are. So I hope you guys go join me on Instagram. Let's hang out there. Please, 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 if you have not already, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. And as you guys know, my podcast doesn't always consistently come out every week. So staying subscribed is a great way to get notified when those episodes do drop. Um, If you are inspired, please leave a comment, rate, review, and maybe even share it on social media. And if you do, please tag me at Victoria G. Stevens on Instagram. That way I can see it and share it with the community. And if you have any inform- if you have any questions about readings or pricing or anything like that, all that information is in the show notes. You can book a reading um, and you can even buy gift certificates for people for birthdays. They make really, especially astrology readings, make really, really fun birthday gifts. I've done a lot of fun birthday readings um, for people. It's been their first time and, you know, a cool, cool way to learn about astrology. Anyway, I hope you guys, again, just have such a beautiful week and enjoy this shift in energy. We're moving out of cancer into starting to move into Leo. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to feel that coming up. I know I've been feeling a little introverted, a little bluesy and all this cancer energy, but I'm ready. I'm ready for the sun to move into my first house so I can be reborn for the year. That's what I feel like when the sun goes into my first house. It's like my rebirth. So right now I'm like being birthed again. (laughs) So there's there's a visual for y'all. 
have a wonderful day. Bye.